You got a black eye, by the way. Yeah. What's that? You got a black eye. Black eye. No. Right. Okay. Do I have? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll ask you that later. (laughs) Introduce the podcast. I was hoping that we could do a little bit of uh, nonsense and go back to what you said before about how you started following us and that you were wondering uh, if we knew each other. Yeah. Uh, can you can you talk talk, talk us through that? Because I'm yeah, really. Well, I, I was, it was funny enough. I was listening in a in a gynae conversation, and that's where you popped up, Beck. And I went, "Oh, okay. follow her." So I've got. So if anybody uses Twitter, use lists. So I've got, I've got both of you in a certain list around a therapeutic area, but then I've also got you in a wonderful women with adventurous and brave souls. That's my other list as well. Oh, wow. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so I started following you. And I was always really curious, do you actually know each other in real life? Because it sounds like you do. Gongesco, you want to tell the story or should I? Uh, I can't even, do I even remember the story? I don't know. I feel like. I think I probably know the beginning of it. Um, So we met for the very first time in real life in March last year in Sydney at the SMAC, the last ever SMAC conference. We had not met before that, uh, even though sometimes it feels like we grew up in the same household. Um, And vaguely, I think that we met on Twitter um, or our paths crossed um, about a year or two before that. So like 2018, definitely, um, because we had some uh, people in common, um, one of whom is our producer, Hypoxic Chicken, um, and um, a couple of other people who, one of whom, um, I guess we were both involved in supporting during a rough time. Um, And so my recollection is that the very first time we sent each other a direct message was about supporting this person and, um, and, um, and then that we had a lot of stuff in common. And, uh, and I guess when we met in real life in Sydney, uh, we, aside from the fact that Gongaskell felt the need to constantly poke me to make sure I was real. It's always uh, a mate. Okay, side thing. Whenever I meet the Twitter people in yeah. real life, like you, when you actually meet the Twitter people, it is incredibly exciting for me because I just can't believe that that person, I mean, it's like you were saying, Michelle, like, do these people know each other? Are they real? Is it a person? How's it going to be? And you actually meet someone, you're like, holy moly, you actually exist. And I want to like, I want to like touch them and smell them and feel them and just make sure they're real, which sounds really creepy and weird and very not. And it is when you do it and you can't do it at the moment (laughs) because it's a pandemic. (laughs) This is the problem. I met another friend on Twitter in the workplace unexpectedly and it was so exciting, but it's in the middle of coronavirus. So I was like, I want to touch you. You can really fast track a conversation because you kind of know each other. So I met my collaborator, um, so my other co-founder in Women in STEM Australia. So Dr. Marguerite Evans-Galia was on Twitter, Maggie, 
And we'd been chatting on Twitter because we keep talking about women in STEM and women in leadership and what we need to do to change the balance. And then when we met in real life, we were, we were hilarious. If somebody had videoed us, you'd think that we knew each other from, you know, uni or something. Well, it was instant. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of what happened with us. And that's why, I mean, and that's kind of how the podcast happened. And when I sent you the email, I said, you know, it's just type of something we do for a laugh with each other. But it really is that Hypoxic Chicken, our producer, Stuart, said, you two are hilarious. Like, you just talk over each other like you've been friends since you were five years old. Uh, and you have to do the podcast. And he wouldn't take no for an answer. And realistically, we've, Tanya and I have seen each other in person three times. Oh, wow. That's so cool. I love that. I'm going to tell that story again and again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think it strips you back. I think social media, it just, there's no, nobody really sort of cares about your position, you know, your social standing at work or what your pandemic body is looking like <laughs> or what clothes you wear or it's actually just all about the thoughts coming out of your mind. So in a way, I'm sort of not surprising actually when I've met the internet people that I've adored all of them. Because they just are, they just are as they are, and you've just cut all that nonsense out, and you sort of get straight to the heart of it. So that's often my advice to particularly clinician researchers on social media: talk about your therapeutic area and really celebrate and amplify the great things and the challenges that are happening in your space. But be you. So it's lovely to just have that very personal, that little bit. You know, I, I very occasionally will tweet photos of the office dog because she's so big in my life and you know but it gives people just that little bit of the real you and we all really want to know the real people don't we it's not just about the role that we do it's what we think and how we love and who we are and yeah yeah, yeah. love love and so nice during a pandemic where we can't actually see anybody to kind of virtually connect like this hey mm -hmm. mm, it is nice yeah virtual hugs back at you <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Michelle. I just like I think I could talk to you all day. And um, awesome. thank you so much to both you and Maggie for the um, uh, women in science, women in STEM, because I think so the passion of ours as well.